This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Gordon Damer, how are you? Larry Hardesty, good to be back with you. How you feeling, my friend? I am feeling fine, but let me do this. Let me do this right away. Okay. Gordon, I apologize. I did my best. Uh, The Dolphins had a lead early. I thought I felt good about it. I thought, sure, I was going to bring it home for you right. so that you would not have to play in zero-degree weather in Kansas City this yeah. weekend. I, I did my best. I apologize. I didn't deliver. I, there, that's the only thing I tell you. There is no reason for an apology. Larry, I've, I've likened my situation many times to being in prison. <laughs> I am okay. in prison uh, for deeds that I, I didn't even realize they were illegal, but apparently rooting for the Dolphins as a young child was illegal, or at least should have been. Uh, and I've been in prison for 40 years. So I've, I've seen the, the things come and seen things go. I know how things work. You, on the other hand, you're just visiting the prison. You're not even in prison. You're just visiting the prison, and you think the outside world, reality, how things generally work, you bring that as your experience into the prison. The prison, my friend, is a whole different world. It is. So you don't understand how it works in prison. No, so I, I understand you thought it, oh. you had all the best of intentions. You think, well, it's it, they're, due. It, they're due. They're at home. They play the bill. No reason for an apology. I understand. You don't understand how prison works. But, oh. uh, yeah, Dolphins um, oh. soiled the sheets once again. And another and season goes by. more injuries. Bu- right. Uh, well, look, uh, it, it can never be that we just get to see if we're good enough against a good team. It always has to be something more. And they weren't good enough against the Bills, a game that they absolutely uh, should have won and didn't mm-hmm. win. It's the story of my life. It's just like Mad Libs. Every year you just kind of fill in some of the particulars and, uh, and away you go. And I'm sure this weekend they will lose the Chiefs and the season will be over. And at the end of the day, I have been proven right that they are a fraud team that cannot be trusted. But that's, right. that's a story for another day. Yeah, so let's move on to something else. Yes, happy. absolutely. Gordon? This, you talk about, you know, Gordon will joke with me from time to time. For close games, he'll say, had it all the way, never mm-hmm. a doubt. Gordon, there was never a doubt in this one. The next one, this came in the, about the first five minutes. It was over. Game, set, match, done. Put it in the books. Right. Well, my, my thing is I usually sit down to watch the game, and in the first half, I'm watching it, but I'm not locked in. Right? Mm-hmm. First half of an NBA game, generally big things don't happen. It's the second half, the fourth quarter, where things really get down to the nitty-gritty. Lately for the Knicks, by the time you get to the fourth quarter, man, it's over. Yeah. It's a yep. whole new world. And uh, this was another one tonight. Third straight game. The Knicks have led by 20 or more at halftime. Yes. Amazing. So yes. it's it, the trade for OG Ananobi, it could not have worked out. Now, I'm not, I don't know what it means down the road, and I get mm-hmm. the, in the li- way we live now, all that matters is down the road. Right, right. But the early returns, as they say on election night, Larry, the early yes. returns are in. The early returns are really, really good. It's Josh Hartlight. I, I think it, season. yeah, yeah. I, I don't, in some ways, it's even better. Yeah, because of the defense it brings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know, I was thinking about this because when the, the, the trade for OG went down, one of the main things that came up at that time, one of the narratives was, well, this is a big trade, but there's a bigger trade still to come, right? Like mm-hmm. Leon Rose and this group is always going to be judged by who is the superstar they get to come here. In some ways, the trade for OG actually is more important in that he's a good player. 
and he's a, an established name, but he's not that superstar. And for them to identify him and what he brings to the table and be able to bring that in and for it to make such an overnight change mm-hmm. in, in the production of the team, it shows you that the people running the Knicks actually know what they're doing. Yeah. Like the easy move and the moves that other GMs and presidents have made is to go out and get the big superstar and figure out everything will just come off of that, right? We went out and got Carmelo Anthony. Everything else will be easy. No, Mm -hmm. that's the easy move to make. The real challenge is building the team out first, and this trade, I think even more, maybe more so than Brunson, maybe even more so than the Hart trade, it shows you this, this, this group has a plan, and they know what they're doing. Gordon, I'm going to give you a stat. There's a bunch of stats. Harvey and, and Julian and the guys, they give us tons of stats. Tons of stats. Yeah. Gordon, this one stat is the one that blew me away from tonight. Blew me away. You ready? Yeah. Julius Randle was a plus 31 in 32 minutes. A plus 31. I mean, that tells you all you need to know about how dominant this game was. A plus 31. And he shot 7 of 17. It's not like he was, you know, it's not Lights like he said. Yeah. No. Well, I maybe mean, even more impressive than that was that he only played 32 minutes. How about that? Did he I only get, did he get the entire fourth quarter? I think yes. he got the entire fourth quarter off. I think yes. Brunson had the fourth quarter off. They did. I was shocked. That I might be shocked. the most shocking thing of all. All of a sudden, Tibbs is giving people time off in the fourth quarter. Imagine that. He has seen the light, Gordon Damer. He has seen the light. Uh, and once again, look, here, here's what I'm doing now, Gordon. I'm just enjoying it. Yeah. I'm not worried about next. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried about postseason. No. I'm not worried about after the All Star break. I am enjoying this game by game. This is what I'm looking forward to right now, game by game. And for them to continue to play the way they are. And Gordon, here's the thing that you really enjoy: even the guys who are ball dominant are trying to move the ball a little bit more than they have in the past. Mm-hmm. Brunson's trying to move the now. I know he didn't have a nice get ten point or twelve points. I mean, I know he was Eastern Conference Player of the Week. I get it, but I mean, you know, just just wasn't his night tonight. But he deferred, and and that's what you love. The ball movement on this team, Gordon, is getting better. And the other thing that I really enjoyed, and listen, I get it. It's one game, but Miles McBride six of 13, four of four of seven from three. With him, if he can give you something like that and continue to play defense the way he has, I mean, it's, it's, going to give, it's going to put them in a nice spot. Here's the concern that I have. Gordon, can I be honest? I don't want mm-hmm. Brogdon. Okay. I mean, Brogdon's name has been, you know, floating mm-hmm. around. Yeah, it's been floating it around for a while. It's sure. tonight. Mm-hmm. I heard Alan yep. Hahn talk about it earlier today with Bart Scott. And, and listen, I understand what you're thinking. Solid player, sixth man of the year last mm-hmm. year. Uh, comes off the bench, experienced, veteran guy, give you some leadership, can help lead the bench. I get it. Gordon, he's always hurt. He is he's hurt always hurt. Yeah. So I don't need I, I don't need somebody that's going to not be available. I need somebody that's going to be available here. So I get it. It's just a name, and, and we're going to hear a bunch of rumors all for the next month until the trade deadline comes. But I, I'm not Brogdon. I, it doesn't do anything for me. Do well, for me. Uh, one of the things, and, and hopefully, I don't know for sure, 
We'll mm-hmm. find out when we go to the phones a little bit later on. Hopefully, Nick fans are not going to pick at this thing or that thing tonight. Maybe they could be like you and just kind of enjoying the moment and just enjoy the game, and enjoy the wins and the winning streak and everything yeah. like that. But one of the questions was, well, look, now that you've kind of depleted some of your depth to make this move, you're going to need the McBrides and the and the Grimeses of the world to kind of step up a little bit. And tonight mm-hmm. was another night where McBride stepped up, yep. Grimes has stepped up, yep. everything. Right now, and again, I, I don't want to make it out like the Knicks are going to challenge for a championship or they're going to be in the finals or the Eastern mm-hmm. Conference finals, but right. at least for right now, the plan is coming together, and it's coming yes. together quite well. Yes. It, you, it could not have gone any better than it, <laughs> couldn't have been. Than it has gone in these five games. They're, they're undefeated. I mean, right. it's, 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 and, you, and it's not just like they're winning. It, it's not like a fluke where Randall no. goes crazy one night and scores 50 or Brunson goes crazy. This is what I think that the team kind of envisions. Mm-hmm. It's Gordon for the moment. It's a pleasure to watch watch balance scoring. What six Knicks in double figures tonight? It's a pleasure to watch the ball move. It's a pleasure to watch balance scoring. It's it's a pleasure. It's it's. I am actually. I can't believe this, Gordon. I'm actually enjoying Nick basketball again, and and for a couple of years now, not just for one year. Like, over this past time that Tibbs has been here for, for mm-hmm. three of the four years, I've enjoyed the Nick, I've enjoyed Nick basketball. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and this is – it feels like it, this is the best version of it. This is the yeah. most complete version of it, right? Year one, it was winning with what they had. Last year, it was the addition – a couple of additions, but this is more of a fleshed-out version of how mm-hmm. they envision it. Yeah. And when they made the trade, it was, I think that we kind of felt like, okay, they're not going to challenge the top three, but they have to solidify their spot in those next three. They got to be mm-hmm. a playoff team, not a play-in team. Don't look down. They're only two games behind the Sixers. I know. I, I know. I'm not saying to get ahead of yourself or that that's right. what they're going to do, but right. they have now kind of – and look, it's all kind of grouped up between yes. from like four to eight is all kind of bunched up right now. So all of a sudden mm-hmm. if they lose next time out or whatever – um, things might change. But with the way things look right now, you ha- if you're a Nick fan, you have to feel very good about where your team is at. See, the next step here is can this team be in a position where you feel that they could win more than one or two games in the postseason against the top three? Mm-hmm. That's the next step you want to be in. Okay, you beat Philadelphia. Okay, you blew Philadelphia out. All right, that's one game. I'm not I'm not knocking it. I'm not saying it doesn't mean anything, but that's one game. Can you get into a position where like Gordon like last year with Miami? Okay, you there's a possibility you could have beat them in that series. Okay, you knew you were yeah. going to win one more than one game against Miami. Mm-hmm. All right? So that's that's the feeling now that I want to have as we move forward. That's that's the goal for me. Is can I have the feeling this team can win multiple games, 2, 3, maybe 4? in the series against the top three. That's where that's where ultimately I need to see that the next move will put them in that position. Long way to go before then, yes. but you got to like what you're seeing right now. I really do. I really do. That's just one of the stories we're going to cover here on ESPN New York tonight for this Tuesday, January 9th. Another couple of stories. Gordon, the coaching carousel, it just continues. Mike Vrabel today joined Arthur Smith, Frank Wright, Josh McDaniels, Brandon Staley and Ron Rivera looking for work as a now a former head coach. And all this conversation about, you know, if 
if they move on from Belichick in New England, he's gonna go, he's gonna go there. Then we hear that. Well, hold up, hold up. Josh Daniels, he may be coming back to join Bill if Bill stays. I mean, it's it, it's it's just crazy time. This is what the NFL is for the first two three days after the season is done. Well, look, we kind of knew that there was going to be a lot of openings this year, and it doesn't feel like necessarily that all the openings are open as of yet. As you mentioned, Belichick is one of them. It it always feels like there's kind of a surprise one of the playoffs as well, so we'll have to wait and see. (laughs) God, it's not my team, but you never know. Um, But it really does feel like this is a good year to be looking for a coach. If you've got got an appealing organization, sometimes the list of candidates is a lot of – First-time guys, you don't really know how they might. Maybe hot coordinators. This year, you got Harbaugh who's available. You got Vrabel who's available. You got Belichick who's available, or probably will be available. It seems like there are going to be a lot of a lot of chances for organizations to to find their guy long term. And uh, uh, Gordon, maybe Wink Martindale is going to be available as a head coach now. It's, I mean, we've we've had we've heard these conversations throughout uh, the during the season. Uh, Jake Glazer's talked about it. Our Jordan Runon has talked about it, about the situation. And then in the post, that after his assistants got fired, Martindale lights up Dable, and then we see that allegedly he's at an airport. He hasn't responded to whether he's quitting or what the situation is. I mean, Gordon, this is, this could be a really tough loss for the Giants because if you're bringing Kafka back and we're not sure what he's feeling and we'll hear from him a little bit later in the show, you know, you want to have continuity. This is just the second year of, of your new regime. And already you've got the defensive coordinator out the door, offensive coordinators upset, uh, special teams coaches out the door. I mean, you know, that continuity that you kind of want with a new team, I mean, after two, after two years, Gordon, it's, it's, it's falling apart. Yeah, you're going back to the drawing board. When did the Giants move to Florham Park? <laughs> when, did, when did that happen? And uh, I, maybe we have to have a new segment, Where in the World is Don Wink Martindale? Yeah, uh, because uh, he's kind of gone off the grid. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we kind of knew this from the reporting of, of Jordan Ronan during the season and uh, Jay Glazer, who had that report. So I guess it's not that much of a shock, but – it does kind of feel like the Giants are in turmoil, and I know that some people have already kind of felt that Brian Dable had squandered the goodwill after year one. Well, if they had, if he hadn't already squandered it then... It's gone now. It's gone <laughs> now, man, because they seem like a, an organization in a bit of chaos. Yeah, no question about it. And speaking of chaos, Aaron Rodgers spoke again today, <laughs> Gordon Damer. The, the supreme leader, Larry. That's who I have referred to him now. He is now supreme leader of uh, Florham Park. Can I just say this? If I were a Jet fan, I would say, can you please play football so you will shut up about everything else that's going on? Play football. Can you please play football? Because then maybe he'll have something else that he can talk about. And listen, I get it. I heard Alan Hahn today, and he made some great points about, you know, um, these are some of the things you have to do that that, uh, Rogers was talking about, about winning and changing. And he mentioned it at the press conference with the – uh, Jet beat writers yesterday and, you know, anything that has to do with winning and all the other stuff. Listen, that's great. Do do, do the Jets need some things tightened up? <laughs> Absolutely. There's no – duh. We know that. I mean, Gordon, we've been talking about it all the time, all the ways that you've been trying to figure out draft choices and, and coaching these players up and they haven't done anything. No, that all needs to change because it hasn't worked. So we get that. That part is right. 
But let's be honest. He's not helping things. He's not helping things right now. He just needs, for now, he should tell McAfee when he goes on, listen, let, let me step back. When I come on, let's just talk about NFL playoffs, <laughs> okay? Let, let me just give you some thought process of what I see with games that's coming up. Turn into an analyst. This, all this other stuff is, is, Gordon, it's a distraction. And I know he doesn't want distractions. Well, he, he, he's above everyone else. I mean, that's what this tells you. For him to go out one day, Larry, and talk to the media and say, we got to get rid of all this BS that's yep. not about winning. Yep. We got to get rid of it all. Meanwhile, keep in mind, they're keeping everybody. <laughs> they're not changing any. Everybody's come. But we got to make some changes about all this. Be- and then the next day, he's back on. He's back doing to his old shtick. And whether you, 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 you support him or whether you, you hate him, I don't care either way. Mm-hmm. I don't care. It's not. It just shows you that he considers himself above it all, and that's 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 not good for the Jets as an organization. And really, it was about a year ago this time mm-hmm. where we first started to get the inclinations of, hey, Aaron Rodgers is going to be available. Could the Jets get him? I wonder for Jet fans if you could go back a year ago and press a button, still do it, or not do it. Boy, oh boy, I feel like a lot of them would say uh, it was a complete mistake and and have some sort of alternate timeline. I don't know what the other options would have been. The options yeah. at the time I don't think were great, but it really does feel like one year in, this has been a complete disaster. I will say that I think a lot of Jet fans will still hold out hope that he can do what he's supposed to do, so they'll still roll the dice on it and say, you know, well, he gets back, and we do this, and mm-hmm. we do that. It'll yeah, be sure. okay. Well, I can but see I, that. But having said that, I got some calls Sunday about, why didn't we get Derek Carr? <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, look, Derek Carr wasn't the answer either. So I'm not nope. – he would have been a – he would not have been as, as much on the front page, clearly, as, as Rodgers is. He wouldn't have been as much a distraction, but he's just not as good a quarterback. And I'm, and I'm sure younger. the Saints – That's the thing that Yeah, the Saints about. probably wish they could get out of that deal after oh, this yeah. year if they could, but um, – Again, I'm not telling you that there was a great option, but this, wh- whatever the answer uh, is, it doesn't feel like this is it. No, and the problem. And listen, <laughs> the issue was done two, uh, three years ago, three, four years ago. That's why you're it in this really situation. Really did now. it? it, it, it uh, it's it's been, it's like a TV show you watch where the the main character takes one step forward but takes two steps back and sets yeah. up the, the the downward spiral from here. Oh mm-hmm. man, it, it definitely feels that way. It really does. 1-800-919-3776. Your calls are standing by. We'll talk to you next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Kicks quickly into the front court. DiVincenzo on the right side. Curls inside the paint. Keeps his dribble. Brings it left side. Now they move around. Randall, right side. They leave him open. Randall, one dribble into the corner. And Noby, another three-pointer. And knocks it down. Panel Keith with the call here on 98.7 ESPN. OG Ananobi. He was good tonight, Gordon. 23-16 in the first quarter. 16. Oh, he looked good. He really did. He really did. Yeah, it's it's great oh. when a plan comes together, right? It is. So it this is, is uh, this is what you're hoping for. Dallas up next. So maybe they yeah. can. Right now, everybody's kind of bunched in that second grouping. You'd like mm-hmm. to kind of give yourself a little distance. Keep it rolling. 
Absolutely. And then after that, Memphis and Memphis now without John yeah. Moran for the rest of the year. Yeah, that's, that's a, a tough, that's a big blow. That's a for tough them. year for that kid. That's a tough year yeah. for that kid. Right. I mean, he just finally got back and now he's gone again. Yeah. 1-800-919-3776. Spike is in St. Pete. Spike, start us off on ESPN New York tonight. Well, guys, good to talk to you. I'm going to keep it in, in perspective, of course. But three things always fascinated me. One was um, the quick change artist, the David and Danya in the middle of the halftime of the, of the Knicks games, or mm-hmm. it's whatever arena. They come out and, and make a quick change and always wind up with an American flag. Could never figure it out. Standing behind a portrait artist at the carnival where they took a brush and, and you had your kids sitting there and, and – 45 seconds later, that it knocks out the face. My point with those analogies, why bother to figure it out? You see the puzzle coming together. So now what you do, uh, both of my boys texted me and said, get up by 20, 25 and skate and sit everyone. I think everyone got sunburned except 28 probably. And, and uh, this is what you do. Stay away from injuries and uh, take the young you know, the young teams and take the starch out of them and move on. That's all. I I'm not anxious to do anything else. Like I told you, Larry, yesterday or Sunday, that unless something like Kawhi or something falls in your lap, I wouldn't make a move. I really wouldn't. Uh, Why pay for anybody? Everything's working out. It's like you put the jigsaw puzzles together with your kids. You know, 200 pieces, 100 pieces. Then they throw 10,000 pieces. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm out. But, you know, it's coming together beautifully, and uh, Mm -hmm. that's all you can say. You just enjoy each game. I'm rooting for Toronto. I'll watch now and hope the guys that left us, they were both ISO players. So, you know, hopefully they're on the right team. But I think the first four are set, and I think think one through eight is going to finish the way it is now. Obviously, uh, Mm -hmm. I want the Knicks to be in third. I think uh, that's wishful thinking. I'm not so sure. But one through eight is going to be as is, because between eight and nine, it's four or five games. And I just don't see Toronto or the other teams, Chicago, Moving into that, and uh, listen, so far so good. As you said, the Gordon, when I first, when Leon first came on board, and we had the discussion about who he was and all, I give him time. Can't fault him. Can't fault him. You're right, Spike. Thanks for the phone call. I, it's so funny, Gordon, because you know, as I was saying to Alan Hahn on on the show I did Sunday, we're thirsty as Nick fans. We're so desperate for for wins. We're so desperate for any. We're so desperate for consecutive playoff appearances. We're yeah. We're desperate. We haven't had that in so long, Gordon. That's what we're used to from the nineties. And, and so it looks like it's coming together like that now. You you just you're, you're so tempted. You just want to keep it going. Yeah, and and there's a temptation of all right. We made the playoffs last year. We won a playoff series. We want to take three steps forward now. And mm-hmm. um, look, if they do, they got what thirty days before the trade deadline now. So. Uh, there is some time. A lot can change in a month. We'll, we'll see. I would think right now I would be less than 50-50 that they make a trade. I think it's less likely that they make a trade. Maybe mm-hmm. that's because they've won five in a row and things look like this. Right. But if they do make that trade, that, that only increases the expectations. So right. there's no need to force it. Uh, the, the way that you are able to be patient is to show some actual production and what Winning in that first year did and making the playoffs last year and winning a play, that buys them time. If they keep doing this, they could do this for a very long time. They don't have yeah. to go all in on any move. So it has to be a, a move that they feel very strongly about. And given how they, they made this move for OG, it makes you feel like you, you have some faith in their plan. Sustainable success. Mm-hmm. That's what you want right now. And, then, and, and the patience you like because they, they haven't done what they've done in the past, right? They haven't gone after 
brought brought somebody in who's past their prime or right. They haven't done that. They've 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 gone out and what they've been able to do is bring in players on this side of thirty as opposed to that side of thirty, which they always used to do. And when they struck out in the in the summer of, of Kyrie and KD, everybody was in agreement, or every, just about everybody was in agreement. The mm-hmm. Knicks have to build something first. Right. They got to do the work themselves and put some infrastructure in, in place before the superstar is going to want. That's what this looks like. That's mm-hmm. what they're doing right now. So yep. uh, we'll see it, whether or not a superstar becomes available, whether the Knicks push for one. But right now, th- th- this uh, I can live with this right now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like I said, sustainable success. Winning games. That's all. That's, uh, that's it, mm-hmm. Gordon. I'm good. Yeah. Just keep winning games. And I know you're not going to win every game, but you're in every game. You're competitive. That's all I ask. As I, okay, some of you say you have Larry. You have a low bar. I have a low bar because the bar was non-existent a couple of years. Right. Ago. <laughs> they didn't have a bar. They were just lying on the ground waiting for the season to end. What are we talking about? The bar. Oh, all we did for a couple of years, Gordon, was talk draft. Right. NFL draft. I hope we get lucky NBA in the lottery draft. this year, Larry. I know, you know, right? I mean, come on. What are we talking about? You know, oh, we know we're not going to get the lottery because the Knicks never get the lottery. They only get number three. They never get number one after Patrick Ewing. I mean, it's like, it's, oh, it's the way it's been. It's unbelievable. It is. It's just unbelievable. But we got some wins. So let's keep it going. 1-800-919-3776. Speaking of keeping it going, we'll do that with your calls. That's next. And I'm going to ask Gordon something very important on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, Michigan rolled last night, Gordon Damer. They rolled. Yes. Very happy for Joe. Our guy Joe Leo is a big Michigan Michigan supporter. So for all those Michigan fans that have been waiting a very long time, and it feels like how many years was Harbaugh at Michigan? Feels like he's been there for twenty years. Feels feel like he's been there for a while. very long time. So, yeah. um, uh, and and there were a lot of there were a lot of moment. There were a lot of uh, freezing cold tweet. You know the the guy who yeah. does the freezing cold tweets. Yes, um, yes. There were a lot of they'll never win there. This is another. They got a fire Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. They stuck it out and they they finally got it done. And uh, it was not a. I get a feeling it was a great game. No, it wasn't a great game. Yeah, it was a tough one um, for tough both one sides. For Penix. Yeah, well, I mean, he was just getting—he was getting beat up in that game. Yeah, the the officials weren't great. His receivers weren't great. He wasn't great. So, um, I always find it funny though that like people are like, "Well, you know, he didn't succeed on the big." He lost to the national champion. If he's not going (laughs) to struggle in that game, what game is he going to struggle in? (laughs) They are still undefeated. (laughs) They were number one. Right. Yeah. (laughs) If you're going to lose to anybody, that's the team to lose. That's the team to lose to. Well, we'll find out. I I think that he. he, he seems like he has a very bright future in the Absolutely. NFL. Well, I, again, it's like so many other things. We make it out when we get to the draft. Oh, well, this guy got picked here. He's the number one court. It depends on situation. It depends on uh, coaching and talent yeah. around them and, yep. and scheme and coordinating and all that yeah. type of stuff. So It's a lot of uh, stuff. Yeah, a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff that it depend, depends on to get that. And the Michigan guy didn't look all that great either. Let's be honest, no, too. No, didn't. No. Uh, Harbaugh started in Michigan in 2015. That's it? Yeah. Uh, I guess longer. that's almost 10 years ago. It feels longer, seems longer than that. It seems much yeah. longer. Well, tw- <laughs> Not longer. <laughs> yeah, it's much l- longer. That's longer, than, <laughs> <laughs> that's longer than nine years ago. Listen, this year was These like dog nine years. years. Yep. Absolutely. This year was nine years with all the stuff that was going on mm-hmm. during the year. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was, it was just incredible. 1-800-919-3776. Lee is in Manhattan. 
Leah's next on 98. <clears throat> Gentlemen, Happy New Year. Lee, Happy New Year to you. Uncle Larry, Brother Gordon, what's happening? Lee, you can't disappear like that. We get concerned. I get texts all over when you disappear. How you, you doing, gentlemen? We're doing great. We're doing great. Can you hear me, fellas? Yeah, we, we got, got you. you. Can you hear us? That's the question. There you go. Happy right. New Year, gentlemen. Happy New Happy Year. New Year to Happy you. New Year. Listen. Yes. Let me just say that things happen for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, a good thing came out of this, unfortunately, and a bad thing came out of it. Unfortunately, I say the bad thing, but it's a good thing. The bad thing is, unfortunately, with Mitch going down, we now see what Hardenstein is really capable of. So we didn't lose, we didn't lose much as far as rebounds, but we gained some additional offense. So now teams now have to respect the fact that Thibodeau can now run plays through Hardenstein, and we can get a little bit more offense from the big man as well as just relying on rebounds. Now, with the trade, I was a little bit reluctant initially, Mm -hmm. but now, because of the trade, it's the attitude of how different people are now playing because now you got that big man up front, Okay, who can get you some points, not just with the three-point shot, but not afraid to attack the attack the basket. Okay, you got your big, small—I call him big, small—guard in Divincenzo. Mm-hmm. Okay, who's active on the boards, but now we're getting to see something that Larry, you hear me talk about all the time, and you always say, "Well, he's never going to do it." Now he doesn't have a choice. And that's Thibodeau now going 9 and 10 deep on the bench. Mm-hmm. So now you're getting to see what Grimes has been always capable of. And Deuce McBride. And you got Hart coming off the bench. Okay? And you have what? A, 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 what's his name? Achua? Achua. Okay? Mm-hmm. So now you're going 5. I mean, you're going 10 deep now. Okay? So it's giving, it's giving us as... Nick fans, some hope, but it's mm-hmm. also given us the opportunity to see those players that we've had the last couple of years, like the Deuce McBrides, okay, and the Grimes, mm-hmm. and the Jericho Sims, okay, finally getting out there where they're really, really needed. And, hey, to, we're 5-0 and to start the year. We got two tough games coming up, you know, because even without Mar- – John, ja, mm-hmm. Memphis is not a cakewalk. Nope. We always know we we know what Dallas is about. Mm-hmm. So you know, just like you said, I'm a, I'm a enjoy I'm a enjoy the each game because they're making it entertaining. Okay, they're keeping you on the edge of your seat. Okay, and you look forward to going to or watching a Nick game now because there's always that possibility. Hey, that we're gonna get a W somewhere. That's right. It's nicely. Good hearing from you, my friend. Make sure you check in. Because, you know, going, you know how many people reach out right. to me when they sure. don't hear Lee? It's like, what's Chris? Where's Lee? Where's mm-hmm. Lee? You know, if he had more time, I wanted Lee to give me his, oh, what a rush from, uh, you know, the, <laughs> the uh, animal and hawk. Right, the road warriors. <laughs> the road warriors from back in the day. Uh, let's go to Drew and the Big Apple. Drew, you're next on 98.7. 
Hey, guys. First time caller. What's going hey, on? You're welcome. Uh, yeah, so I just – basketball isn't my main sport, but obviously being in New York, seeing the Knicks do well, I'm going to pay attention, right? But mm-hmm. enlighten me. What is stopping this team from making a deep playoff run? Because it seems like everything's going well, and they – besides injury issues, like they can sustain this. So what do you guys think could stop this team? Well, teams ahead of them that are better, Drew. Thanks for the phone call. That that would be the thing right now. And like like I said earlier, Gordon, is right now, when you as this team is constructed, just today, right this minute, do you see them winning four in the series against Boston, who's got the best record in the NBA right now? I, I don't I don't see that right now. You know what I'm saying, Gordon? I, yeah. I don't see it. Doesn't mean it can't happen. No. I, I don't see that right now. Could they go four? Could they win four out of seven against Milwaukee? I don't see that right now. Uh, can they, I don't know that they can win four out of seven against Philly right now. I, I, I don't see that. So those are the top three in the East. So, I mean, at this point, are they getting better? Yes, and they may prove me wrong. But as of we sit right now, January 9th, they're a player or two away from being able to take that next level uh, of what you see in, in, the, in, the East, in, in the East of the NBA. Yeah, and I think that it's also so new. I mean, they just mm-hmm. made the trade. So let's let's see. I mean, if this continues on for another month or so, uh, we might I'll feel change. differently. Yeah, yeah. I, I, exactly. So um, I don't think that they have the top-level premier talent like those, th- those three teams have a legit MVP caliber guy at the top, and they have talent around those guys. I think the Knicks are building out that talent base, mm-hmm. but they still don't have that Without question, you go into the season knowing that guy is a, an MVP quality player. Mm-hmm. That's what they're missing right now. Yes, but but they are, there are they're Gordon. They're a good team. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, they're a good team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the sum of their parts right now are working well together as a team. Mm-hmm. And you know sometimes teams are better than individual players, but you still need you still need a guy. Right. <laughs> okay? You still need a guy that you know. Okay. You got to stop him. Yeah, we know. Listen, Brunson's a guy. Randall's yeah. a guy. Mm-hmm. OG's a guy. But you need the guy, not a guy, no, the guy. A, yeah, exactly. And that's where um, and that's where they're missing right now. Yeah. Uh, and look, I think every organization is looking for those kind of guys, please. right? Yes, yeah. they are. Yeah. <laughs> like everybody else in the East, but those three teams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Uh, L is in Jersey. What's up, L? What's Al. up, gents? It's been a minute. How you guys doing? Hey, Al. Hey, listen. Happy New Year's to you and the family. Shout out to Raider Nation. Always, it's been a minute since I've talked to you guys. And uh, so just wanted to chime in a little bit. Hope everything is well. Larry, you're awesome. But I wanted to make a, a question to uh, Senor Gordon. Yeah. And his Miami Dolphins. Yeah. Listen, we uh we took care of the Chiefs. Are you are, are your boys gonna take care of the Chiefs? No. <laughs> Without hesitation. No, no, they're not. No, they're not. No hesitation. Now, I, I would be interested to see um you know, if if they had been able to win that game uh, against the Bills on Sunday night. Or been able to hold on against the Titans and had a playoff game at home against the chief level caliber. The, the Dolphins are a different team on the road than they are at home. Uh, I, I so no. To answer your question, no. They they've always 
all year, while it's been a fun year, they've always seemed like a fraud team to me. When they go up against really good teams, you know what they are? They're a magic trick. You ever mm. see a magician up close do a magic trick? Yeah. And, and, and you don't they notice it because you're watching the trick, but the magician, he stands in a, spe- a very specific way. <laughs> he holds the cards in a very specific way. Mm-hmm. He shows them to you in a very specific way. And when the Dolphins are able to do their thing in a very specific way, generally against bad teams, it all works. It looks great. Mm-hmm. But when they go up against people who have seen magic tricks before, all of a sudden it's a lot easier to figure out. Thanks for the call, L. And bringing my friend down again. Oh, before look. At, at, the, at the end of the day, I knew that this was going to be the case. And yeah. sure enough, it was. Jose's in Brooklyn. Jose, you're next on 98.7. Good afternoon. Oh, well, good evening, good evening guys. Yes. La- Larry, Gordon, shout out to the company. And here, you know, I, I definitely have a giant point and a Nick point. But, you know, when I saw Hardy do that punt return, I instantly thought of Gordon. And I just said, oh, my God. Uh, I, I'm like, oh, my God, this game's going to fall apart. And then the thing is, is I got to give you props, Gordon. Because, you know, I know you're a wrestling fan. I don't know if you're into today's wrestling. But Roman Reigns said a famous line, and um, I, people – and I know, you know, my good friend Lonnie doesn't like to use the word to describe people, but Roman Reigns infamously said, you look like a clown, you sound like a clown because you are a clown. And what ended up happening was, Gordon, you refused to put that clown makeup on when, when the Dolphins were rolling high and everything else. And you were just like, no, I know what this team is. This team has disappointed me. The train is always on time. And it's always gonna and, and it's always gonna arrive on time. And when that set, when that happened, and I saw the Buffalo Bill, I was just like, oh man, that you definitely did li- li- live a hard Sunday. So my apologies for that. I appreciate um, that. Jose. Thank you. No, no worries. So for the Nick, for the Nick point, you know, it looks like the early returns are good, and it looks like you know everything is going well. So. I, it doesn't look like I was so crazy of, you know, ha, uh, you know, hopefully having expectations of a top four seed in the East and possibly, you know, being strong enough with this move to make the Eastern Conference. They're looking fantastic right now. They're closing out games. Remember when they would take huge leads, Larry, and they would give them up, you know, towards the fourth quarter yeah, sure and make you go through that scare? Absolutely. Now I feel like they are closing it out. So I am fantastic. I am ready to go over the board. And you know what? You, like, like, like Gordon said in the breaking news, I am no longer mad about the trade. I just want to be able to keep my ex, keep the keep the expectations moving forward. Now for the Giants. You ever heard of the saying, when you point one finger at someone, you get three pointed right back at you? Yeah, that's why I point my whole hand at people when I'm, I'm – I just point both hands right out. Yeah, but go ahead. I'm sorry. No, yeah. So I kind of find it interestingly funny in this, you know, scenario where, you know, I I, I see all the, you know, the fans who I feel like are Brian Dayball fans. They're not like football fans that actually, you know, see the scenario of a bad scenario in a bad toxic environment, you know, unfolding. But when you fire the special team coordinator, you're pretty much dismissing the defensive coordinator in like all time 
bad news, you know, way. And then your and then your offensive coordinator feels like you're way too micromanaging and all of this stuff. Now, hey, could I be wrong? Could I be in a situation where, you know, Dayball possibly wins the Super Bowl and we look back at this time and this was him cleaning house and everything and he needed to do all this? Sure, that could be the reason. Or this could be another uh, another Saban, Bill Belichick, acolyte disciple that pretty much went on to be his own coach from the same tree, and we're kind of seeing that the warts of, uh, of his managing style. And, hey, I've seen Josh McDaniels. I've seen yeah. Matt Matricia. I've yeah. seen all of these other failed assistants that came from that same winning culture. And when another person from another winning culture from the Baltimore Ravens, who have been more successful than the Giants in the last decade, is going out there and telling you, yeah, I don't kind of want to be here because this is not a winning program. That should speak volumes. But at the end of the day, we're just going to ignore it because the media here says that Joe Shane is the anointed one and Brian Dable is the coach of the year. So let's go out there and, you know, have a good laugh because the one thing that Brian Dable and Joe Shane can ill afford is to not make major roster improvements and still send out that 2-8 and eight roster because guess what? The Marids are not going to put up with a losing culture, and they will fire you, and they will go out there and get someone with a winning culture because that's an, that, that's an owner that actually has shown to know what, what he can do and doesn't have the patience of watching his fan base you know, become like the New York Jets where they're rooting for tanking and rooting for all of these other things. Well, that you know what, Jose, that, never, that, that's an interesting point, and thanks for the phone call because, Gordon, I'm not really sure how – you know. I, is he as hands-on as we've expected him to be? I mean, we look at the Saquon Barkley situation last season, and normally, you know, old John Mara would have stepped in and said, give him the multi-year deal. Mm -hmm. So it is going to be interesting to see how they handled this. And, look, Jose, let's be fair. Um, he was coach of the year last year because they, they with the bad roster they had, they were able to, to get to the postseason and win a playoff game. So, you know, yeah, and, and they went out. They tried to – Gordon, it should have worked. They brought in Waller. They, they brought in Hyatt. They, they tried to extend the plays and whatnot and tried to get the ball downfield. You know, it should have worked. But, uh, you know, it's falling apart. And so now this year, it's going to be an interesting year for Brian Dable. There's no question about that. This coming year, very interesting year for him. Well, right, like we used to say about Tibbs, if, if year three for Brian Dable looks like year two for Brian Dable, there will not be a year four for Brian Dable. Right. And this is uh, an off season where they got a lot of things to figure out, and the last thing they needed was another thing to figure out. And now mm -hmm. they have to go out and replace uh, Don Martindale, Wink Martindale, and build out the rest of their staff. And, and why it's, it's interesting is because like they're getting rid of all these coordinators. The defense was the one that actually worked, though. That's right. So now you have yep. to go out there and, and, and can you upgrade from him? Mm -hmm. Is there a guy that's out there that's better than he was? So, um, yeah, it, it feels like it's amazing that that win against the Eagles. That, the good feeling of that didn't last very long, did it? No, not at all. It feels like they're, they feel like a, a little bit of an organization that's in chaos. So where is Wink Martindale? Is he, was he fired? Has he resigned? Well, Jordan Ronham was on with uh, DNR this morning, and he'll give us some answers. That's next on 98.7 ESPN. 
This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, I'm still getting used to seeing uh, RJ and IQ and Red. Yes, it does. <laughs> it is a little jarring, right? It is. I'm still getting used to it. I'm still, I'm still getting, trying to get used to it. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, listen, I wish them the best. You know, it's tough to see them that way, but, you know. I think it's be- it's one of those trades that I think is better for everybody involved. And that's um, rare. Yeah. Uh, it, it clearly has been better for the Knicks so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that it clears out opportunity, especially for IQ, that yes. now he'll have the opportunity that he was not going to get here, clearly. Mm-hmm. So now he can go in and uh, cash in and – it's one thing if you give away somebody and you don't get anything back, you, you got mm-hmm. something of real value back, and that's sometimes what it's – when you draft guys, you'd like to believe all these guys are going to be there when we get to the top. Mm-hmm. Very rarely does that ever happen. A lot of times none of the guys are there when you it's get true. to the top. It's true. So. It's true. No doubt about it. Buddha's in the Bronx. Hey, Buddha. Hey, what's going on, guys? How you doing tonight? Buddha. You know, there's no shot they bother a while in the news tonight, but I'm going to try to push on through. I mean, where's my girl at, man? I haven't seen her in a couple of days, man. What are they doing to me, man? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's sounding a little like you're a little too invested in it there, my friend. You know, like, play cool. Don't want to be too public invested. with it, you know, these day and age, you know? I'm super invested. <laughs> <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> You know, it's good to take a break from, uh, you know, Jack, Lord of the Flies, Rogers. I mean, please. (laughs) (laughs) What a disaster that is. (laughs) Each day it just gets worse and worse. But I'm glad we get the chance to talk about real sports and not foolishness. You know, my boy got beat down last night. You know, he came out of that game looking like he walked out of a UFC fight. You know, um, I I felt bad for him. That pass rush was all in his head. He was missing (sighs) throws, everything. You know, and uh, you know, and, and you know, I love me some him Harbor. So you know, in three years, I'm gonna be sick when he has the Chargers in the Super Bowl. But anyway, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know what's coming. You know what's coming. Either him or you know, Belichick. Like, uh, You're right. Yeah. Nah, they ain't taking no Belichick over no him Harbor. Listen, Belichick is a relic. But look, um, you know, if Penix might have dropped and lost some money in that game. But, you know, it, it'd probably be better for him in the long term. You know, let's say he gets drafted by Seattle at number 16 or the Rams at number 22. You know, those are two great spots for him because he gets mm-hmm. to probably sit a year, you know, behind an established quarterback Absolutely. and groom the right way. Absolutely. With real coaching. With mm-hmm. real coaching. You know, And coaches that are likely going to be there a while. Yeah, exactly. You know, what a novel idea that is. Mm-hmm. You know, but anyway, look, now with the Knicks, let, let's, let's keep it a buck. You know, anybody who thinks that that trade wasn't good, you're fooling yourself. You know, and New York sports have been devoid of, of, of good things to watch or, or, or to think about. So, you know, on the court, the trade is definitely paying its dividends. You know, defensively it is, but also offensively. I mean, it's changed the chemistry. The team looks happier. The ball is moving, you know, and uh, and, they, and the, the spacing and everything is absolutely, you know, been been a key factor in it. And, and, and let's, let's keep it an, another buck. McBride looks like he's been working on his game. If he's going to be a good shooter, I mean, he's going to absolutely, you know, be a good backup point guard because his defense is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. You know, Ty had a brother on there named Kazim. I want to give him credit. You know, he's a Knicks content guy on the Internet. Mm-hmm. And he brought up a couple of excellent points the other day about the Eastern Conference in the contention. Now, Boston clearly is number one. 
But, you know, things are, are, have become a little gray as it, you know, falls between two and six. Mm-hmm. Now, Uncle, I've, I've disagreed with you and Papa Large on the Bucks. You know, to me, I don't see them as a clear number two. They seem old, and they seem a little two-player dependent, similar to my Sixers, similar to the Phoenix, similar to the Lakers. You know, that kind of usage rates, you know, it, it catches up with you, you know, down the road in the season. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to me, now, you know, like, like Papa Large did say, a move could be made, but it's not necessary. You know, so spots, to me, two through six have now become a toss-up. The only team I see in the Eastern Conference that it doesn't make any difference where they're seated is Miami. You know, they're, they're, they're phenomenally coached. And, you know, listen, Jimmy Butler is going to miss games here and there, but when the playoffs come, you, you know what it is. But the brother Kazim also spoke about another key factor in terms of where you you know you'll you'll wind up you know at the end of the the, the season, mm-hmm. and and that's injuries. So now you see what happened with Halliburton. Yeah. So now the Knicks to me their ceiling you know before was like between four and six. Now their ceiling is between you know three to four, and it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Now when you were talking about Brogdon, you know mm-hmm. um, I agree with you. For the Knicks, I wouldn't make that move because, first of all, you, that'll be just again adding, you know, more six foot five guards. You don't need that. You got plenty of guys like that. What I would say is, if I'm Maury for the Sixers, I'd look into that because, mm-hmm. listen, Tyrese Maxey cannot be playing 37 minutes a nope. game. That's nope. number one. And as we discussed before with, with Tobias Harris. You know, everybody who was ready to back the truck up, get Ben Simmons out of there, I never wanted James Harden in the first place. So that that had to happen. But, I mean, come on. Tobias Harris has been skating through, you know, uh, criticism for whatever reason. Maybe he's not that important. You know, look, it's time for him to be a bench player. He's not a starter anymore. So if you can give me Oubre and I could get, like, Brogdon coming off the bench and we're not really dependent on him like that, maybe he won't get broken down and we get another defender. I mean, Pat Bev is – look, Pat Bev's heart, if I could put his heart in Tobias Harris' body, yeah. it'd be great. But no. he can't shoot. No. And, I mean, he's a good defender and all that and everything like that. But you got to have more coming off your bench than that. You're right, Buddha. You do. Thanks for the phone call. You do need an upgrade on your bench. And, um, you know, and, and plus, I mean, Gordon, you're just waiting. You're hoping that this is – is this the year that Embiid gives me – 65 games mm-hmm. and, and a full healthy postseason. Is this that year? He gives me 70 games and a full postseason. You just, that's the person I'm worried about usage for. You know, Tyrese Maxey, yeah, you do need to rest him. There's no question about it, Booty. You're 1,000% right. My concern always is Joel Embiid. If I'm a Sixer fan, I am very concerned about him. Very. Because I'm not going anywhere without him. I'm not going right. anywhere. Yeah, and look, look, these are first-word problems to have. Uh, Like, if the Knicks were four, you're not going to complain. But if you could ever get out of four, because you would like to avoid in that second round going up against the Celtics in the second Mm -hmm. round. Yeah. That would be, uh, look, a lot of of season left left to play. Yes. Once again, Gordon, I'm just enjoying game by game. Right. Game by game. That, and that look, a lot of people have that New Year's resolution. It's not about the future. It's not about the past. you got to stay in the present. That's yeah. where the happiness is. If you can just about stay now. in the now. Exactly. Stay in the now. Gordon, uh, we're going to talk some giants when we come back. Plus, I- I'm starting to now think about Valentine's Day and gifts. 
And mm-hmm. I'm starting to think about, you know, I want to do something different for Janae. You know, I'm trying to okay. come up with something. You know, I'm trying to start to think about. Right. You, know, you got to dig deep. I don't want to wait to the last minute. No. Because you know, you know that doesn't work. Yeah. You know, so I'm, I'm trying to do, I want to do, you know, cruise, you know, like a little dinner cruise action. Okay. Movie, you know what That's I'm a nice idea. You know, do I want to, you know, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do a restaurant. Let me give a piece of advice, and I know yes. you already know this. The last thing you want to be doing is going to a restaurant either on Valentine's Day uh-huh. or especially Mother's Day. Yeah, that's right. You are better off cooking the meal yourself than going to a restaurant on Mother's Day. It is a disaster going to it a is. restaurant on Mother's Day. No question about it. So I'm starting to trying to, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to wait till the last minute. I want to sure. look around. I got you. I've done some research, Gordon. Uh-huh. Woo! I need to buy me a ship. <laughs> I could be big money. I need yeah. a ship. Oh, my God. You need your ship to come in to be able oh. to afford the ship. Yes. Wow, those people, are, I tell you, cha-ching. Doing <laughs> well. Oh, they, no, 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 no. They're doing great. <laughs> They're doing great. Conversation continues here on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. So Gordon, uh, Jordan Runoff was on DNR this morning, and I found it interesting because we've heard all these rumors about Wake Martindale, right? That he, is, he wasn't fired, the mutual agreement, that they would both you know, go their separate ways. But what Jordan mentioned was that Wink technically really hasn't resigned yet? The reality of the situation is Wink Martindale wasn't happy. Uh, he did not like what was going on in the organization. His order, his relationship with Brian Dable was completely fractured to the point where he didn't really want to return. So now we see the song and dance going on back and forth, you know, Dable going up there and Joe Shane saying the expectation he's back, firing his, his two right-hand men and uh, the Wilkins brothers. There's other factors that go into it, like, you know, Wink is under contract. Does he go elsewhere? Where does he go? He has not actually submitted his resignation yet. The Giants haven't actually heard from him since yesterday when everything started going down. I'm not talking to anybody. That's what Wink Martindale says. <laughs> I'm out. I'm done. Yeah, it seems like almost like the Giants wanted to move or Dable wanted to move on and just kind of outmaneuvered Wink Martindale into getting himself to just quit. So now if you quit, I guess that they they are not responsible to pay you. Mm-hmm. And if at the very least, they can control where you end up. Yeah. Right? Like they don't want him going to the Eagles. Nope. So... They don't want him. Whoever gets hired in Washington, they don't want to see him down in Washington either. No. So, oh no, um, I would think that it just seems like there was a, a clear break at some point for whatever reason, and now the Giants gotta go find another coordinator. But it seems like uh, Wink kind of shot himself in the foot a little bit, and now it almost feels like it, it seems like a situation for him where I don't know, maybe he just plans on having his agent deal with it and. Mm-hmm. They'll turn the page that way, but I think it's pretty clear Dable knew what reaction he was going to get by firing his right-hand guy. No question about it. He knew what he was doing. He's not a dumb guy. No. (laughs) He knew. He knew. So, okay, special teams coordinators down, defensive coordinators down. Jordan, what's up with Mike Kafka? 
he's under contract. Uh, I've heard some rumblings that he, you know, might want out. Remember, Brian Dable got more involved in the offense this past season, to the point where it could have been suffocating to Mike Kafka and minimizing to him, right? He came here to call plays. He came here to run an offense and run his offense. Is Brian Dable not going to take more control of the offense as he moves forward here? And his job's online? Because already two coordinators are gone, right? It's really rare to get rid of two coordinators in one offseason. A third would be really eyebrow-raising, right? And where would that put the spotlight? Directly on Brian Dable. All the pressure will be on Brian Dable. It's already on, on Brian Dable pretty heavily after this whole wink thing. Obviously, Thomas McGahee was fired too, but uh, that was for cause. I think the Kafka thing is he's likely to stay, but if something better comes up and for both sides, that they might eventually move on. If if the offensive coordinator leaves, Gordon, what does that say about this Giants team? Management-wise. I'm talking management-wise. Not, not players. Management-wise. Well, it tells you from a coaching staff point of view that they're into year three and they're already on to plan B, right? Yeah. I mean, plan A was these were the guys. And, and, and look, sometimes people – there's a lot of change every mm-hmm. offseason. Uh, mm-hmm. Wink Martindale's name has come up before in, in head coaching circles. So if he had left somehow for a head coaching job, okay, fine. Or maybe he wanted to – but it's everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's everybody. That's right. And. And the coaching staff, I don't think, was the biggest problem. I think the, no. the talent, the roster is the biggest problem. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and you haven't done anything to, to remedy that either. This is a very big offseason for Joe Shane, for Brian Dable, and for the New York Giants. Tom Coughlin got rid of three coordinators in 2006, but I don't think it was his choice. <laughs> I think he was – Right. I think sometimes, it was like – Yeah, sometimes that happens. And, he, and when you're the head man and, and the ownership comes to you and says, we want change – We've seen it with the Jets. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't think it was, I don't think it was Robert Sala's idea to get rid of the offensive coordinator after last season. I think nope. somebody came to him and said, "This is what you're going to do if you want to keep your job," and and he did it. That's not yeah. the case here. It seems no. like this is this is coming from Brian Dable. Now, the other thing is, I, I've seen a lot of the stories come out today, and it makes Wink Martindale kind of look bad. He blew up. He cursed it mm-hmm. at, at Dable. Are we all offended that he cursed at Brian? Like, in that situation, anybody? They're football coaches. I would assume that they kind of curse a lot. All the time. Right. (laughs) Stormed out of a meeting with Brian. His best guy, his right-hand man, just got fired. How do you expect him to react in that situation? You shouldn't have done that, Brian. Brian? (laughs) Wait a second. Gee golly, I'm I'm really upset. Oh, have I had it up to here with you? Right. No, I think that that's what's going to happen. So let's hear. Let's wait until we hear from Wink Martindale. Oh Maybe he'll man! Have some, oh right. man! He, he's like a fourteen-year-old boy that Come I got to do. Um, you know, sixteen years old. Um, but he's been doing that since for a few years. Um, but let's wait to hear what what Wink Martindale has to say and hear his side of things. But however, it, it seems like the reporting is trying to paint Dable in a better light. Mm-hmm. Because Wink blew up and cursed and stormed out. But at mm-hmm. the end of the day, this is Dable's show. Yeah. So it makes him right. look bad. Th- th- yeah. This much turnover after a really bad second year? Not good. It didn't feel like it was possible to wipe away the success of the first year more. But now <laughs> we've yeah. gotten to wipe away the success of year one more. So it's that time, Gordon. Mel Kuyper Jr. Ah, Mel is out of his sarcophagus and is ready to enlighten us with all that is college football. He was on the Michael K. Show, and they asked him, what are the Giants going to do drafting number six? 
went back and forth, guys, all month on this. One day I'm thinking keep Justin and Caleb, Justin, Caleb, but I'm to take Caleb Williams and trade Justin Fields right now if I'm Chicago. So Caleb goes one, Justin Fields gets traded. Mm. I think a perfect spot would be Atlanta, uh, but we'll see how that goes. Washington takes a quarterback, whether it's Drake May or Jaden Daniels. New England takes a quarterback that's left at three, so the top guys are gone. Then you get to the fourth and fifth quarterbacks, which are Michael Penix Jr. and J.J. McCarthy, and that's certainly too high to take one of those two at this point. Had Penix Jr. played lights out last night like it against Texas, he would have been in that discussion. But I don't want to say one game is going to determine that, but one game can determine whether you are a top 10 pick or a pick between, say, 15 and 32. Penix was so good against Texas, Gordon. I mean, he was – it was just – it was night and day. It mm-hmm. was night and day, but, but different defense, right? Different defense, different talent. But, listen, I think the Giants – I think they have to take a quarterback, Gordon. Well, that, this is – we I were saying this at the time. I was saying this at the time. This is the problem with winning these meaningless games. All of a sudden, oh, well, we beat the Patriots and we beat we, – oh, we won three in a row. This is the problem. Now you're sitting in kind of no man's land. Do you trade down? Do you take a guy at six just because you don't want to lose him later on like you did uh, a few years ago? You took a guy at six that a lot of people didn't think belonged at six? Mm-hmm. And he's still the, here. The and number, still don't think he belonged. <laughs> right. The number one thing the Giants got to figure out, well, Brian Dable has got to figure out who's his guy. Yeah. Because if they come through this offseason and they don't draft a quarterback, well, then Daniel Jones is your guy. Yeah, that's right. That's your guy. Because yeah. you, you can't be in this position again the following year. Oh, no. Well, he won't you be can't picking be sitting, if you are. You can't be sitting right. Right. Somebody else is going to be picking that guy. And are you really going to go into year three with a quarterback who we all still have major questions about, mm-hmm. who has an injury history, which is as clear yeah, as the, the nose on his face? Yeah. They have to figure this out. They got they, – they, they got, uh, I don't like trading away f- more draft picks to move up, but they might be in that position where they have to. Yeah. They have got to get a quarterback this offseason, the guy that they know for sure this is our mm-hmm. guy. Sink or swim. We are betting our careers with the Giants. Joe Shane and Brian Dable. This is going to be our guy come hell or high water. If Aaron Rodgers would just be quiet, the Jets would be skating right about now. Just going under the – shh, quiet. Don't say nothing. Just, just keep going. Right. Keep because going over the, these the are the, they're the direct opposite. The Giants are changing everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Jets, they're not changing anything. We're good. We're good. Run it back. Run it back. Let's start next year right now. Let's That's run it, it back. That's By it. the way, I know we weren't on yesterday, but mm-hmm. Monday was the day that Joe Douglas spoke. Yes. Did you hear the quote of why he's sticking with Robert Sala? No, I didn't hear the quote. You didn't hear that quote? I, I don't not. know if we have. We have to find that quote before we get out of here. Okay. All right. So I'll tell you what. Let's take a break, and Harvey and Julian will search for that quote. That Gordon Damon has requested. He doesn't request much, but he wants that quote. We'll hear I want it. That quote. I need. I need that quote. He needs that quote. You need him on that wall with that quote. Right. It's next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Robert's the right coach because he's, he's he's the right man for the job. Um, I think he's. Uh, I, I love his energy. Uh, he's. He's smart. He's he's the right man for this job. I have zero doubts about that. (laughs) 
can't I mean, get, he, it's tough to get a job. <laughs> Could yeah. you imagine the recommendation? <laughs> Gordon, yeah. Gordon's the right man for the job. I, Why is he the right coach to lead you? He's the right man for the, the job right man for because the job. he's the right Listen, man for the job. He's the right man for the job. It sounds like something Michael Scott would say on The Office. <laughs> exactly. I, I got the right guy because he's the right guy. Yeah, you know, but yeah. here's the bottom line. You know why he got the job? Because the owner said he's coming back. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Mm-hmm. That's why. The owner, said he's, the owner said we're all coming back. So it wasn't my decision. <laughs> the owner said he's coming back. So he's the right man for the job. But you would feel like when you go into that situation, I, I get it. I'm not, I have never sat in front of a room yeah. like that and had that much focus on me. But I would think that, all right, what are some of the, what are some of the, the, the boilerplate questions yeah. I'm going to get? Yeah, well, exactly. I'm going to certainly get a question about why Robert is coming back after three years of no playoffs and losing records. Yes. Got to come up with something there. Absolutely. <laughs> Apparently not. Have, I wonder what he would have said if somebody would have said, why are you coming back? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm also the right man for the job. I can't think of anybody else better for this job than mm-hmm. me. Than me. <laughs> That's it. I am, I am that guy. Mm-hmm. I'm the man. I'm taking exactly. this job. Gordon Damer, we have a full show tomorrow night. Oh, wow. Full Nine one, o'clock, huh? A full show. So we will uh, maybe we'll ask Rich Samini if he's the right man for the job to figure out what's going on with this Jet team going forward. So and maybe we can track down where Don Wink Martindale is. Maybe maybe he'll surface somewhere. You have a somewhere. Good, you have a good day, my friend. We'll see you tomorrow night. Sounds good, Larry. That wraps up this edition of ESPN New York Tonight. Harvey Julian, thank you very much. Conversation continues on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.